Hey, welcome back to the podcast. This week, we're telling the story of Adam Air Flight 574. Thanks for listening. Shit. <laughs> Way too <Yeah>. enough. <laughs> One more time. Okay. We'll do it louder. Yeah. One, two, three. That. <laughs> Perfect. I hope that that was a bigger spike on my little shoop shoop. Yeah. Is that a big spike on yours? It's okay, a very perfect. big spike. This is our vi- highly professional <laughs> practice. Our standards sky high <sighs> here at Podcrash sky- Enterprises. <laughs> <Yeah>. Sky high. <laughs> sky high. Don't yes. you dare! Don't you dare start this <laughs> off with that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> this is. It's in the episode. It it's is. Happening. This one's. If there's ever been one that's not going to get uh, heavy editing, it's probably gonna be this one. <laughs> I love it. My allergies are out of control holy fuck it is insane it is unreasonable oh, my eyes are I, am, I, I have a cough drop in my mouth right now i am stuffy <laughs> oh <sighs> oh i just want to be able to open my eyes all the way truly and oh they're so itchy i'm not gonna think about it i'm gonna talk about adam air 574 perfect uh that's the flight that we're doing today so adam air probably never heard of it if you have i'm so sorry but you i mean probably haven't heard of it or maybe right like is that on your radar my radar personally yeah oh no your radar no they so uh in the early 2000s so pre-08 there was uh a uh lot of money getting thrown around in the world right Mm -hmm. and uh indonesia was no different Mm -hmm. indonesia is a a nation of islands and what that part of what that means is uh, it's very convenient if you can fly from island to island right so uh in the early 2000s there was like an explosion of all of these uh budget airlines in indonesia and um I'm sure that there's other I, I, I'm not trying to I know I'm oversimplifying the economic situation sure. in Indonesia because I don't know it well enough to 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 over explain it. But um, but there was just suddenly there were dozens of budget airlines all over Indonesia that popped up and Adam Air just happened to be one of them, but was also the fastest growing one in the early 2000s. So they uh, were very like bright and flashy a lot of heavy marketing flight attendants wore yellow and orange um uniforms like it was just very well marketed they were growing fast at Air. they're flying all over from island to island in indonesia for cheap so yeah uh and budget airlines are you know budget airlines right. so they leased a bunch of old 737s so they did the thing where they um all of their fleet or most of their fleet was the same aircraft so they could have pilots you know swap around Mm. 737s are a good aircraft for that they you know fit the the ones that they leased were in the like 200 passenger range uh 180 to 200 passengers and on this day in January 1st, so New Year's Day in 2007, uh, they had a 737 that was flying from Jakarta to Surabaya to Mm. Manado. And uh, those are like two flights 
three des- three total cities, obviously, but yeah. two flights, both of them in the two-hour range, hour and a half, two-hour range. Uh, and the plane that we got today, so the 737s that they've leased are mostly older aircraft. They're keeping prices low, and uh, they are not maintaining them, okay? Uh, that's, like, everything's very, like, glitzy and, mm. like, sunny, but they're... I don't know, guys, you know what it's like to work in a business. Like, yeah. I don't know, whoever's still working at like the two remaining Sears in the world or whatever, oh, like, you God, know what it's yeah. like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like they stop fixing stuff at some point. And yeah. Yeah, the 737 we're flying today was born in 1989. It's 2007. So it's not, it's not on death's door, but it's on the older side. It needs maintenance. Yeah. You know, it needs maintenance. Yeah. So and they're not doing it. That's the problem. So, uh, spoilers, uh, we've got, we've gotten from Jakarta to Surabaya just fine. We're in Surabaya now and, uh, we've got 102 people on board, uh, two pilots, four flight attendants, 96 passengers. So the cabin's only about half full, very Mm. comfy. Um, of the maintenance problems that exist, right? One of them that the pilots have just learned to live with, they're just living to, they're just tolerating it, is uh, problems with the IRS system. Now, my stomach drops when I hear IRS <laughs> in yep, general, right? Immediately. Don't, don't talk to us, G-Man. But um, <laughs> the IRS on a plane is the uh, inertial reference system. Uh, so there's two of them on each plane because aircraft are nothing if not redundant, right? There's two IRS systems on each commercial plane on each 737 rather. Uh, and each IRS system is composed of three gyroscopes Mm. and they measure kind of everything. They measure the, the attitude, the pitch, the heading. It's how the plane knows where it is, in space so very important system and the way it's programmed is when you're on the ground getting ready to depart you plug in where you are now and then that allows the plane as you travel to figure out where you are in reference to the place where you started and it's how the autopilot brings you from one place to another right so it's very important part of the plane and it is one of the parts of the plane that adam air just did not get enough of uh, like enough replacements and so there have been problems like widespread problems with the irs systems on adam air planes for 11 months for 11 months Uh, if the pilots are like, hey, my IRS system wasn't working, they either turn it off and turn it back on, like the maintenance guys, or they uh, take it out and put another one in, but not a new one, like a, another broken one from oh like a different God. plane. So not good. this is not good, not good. No. But pilots, everybody, again, if you work in this kind of environment, right? You just get used to it, right? right? You just yeah. get used to like, uh, friggin' things broken again. Mm-hmm. So they flew from Jakarta to Surabaya. They're in Surabaya. They're getting ready to go to Monado. And they boop, 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 plug in where they are into the IRS system. Boop, 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 plug in where they're going. It's a direct 
it's like a straight shot or it would be like a perfectly straight shot to um Monado uh it's Diola Airport if that if I call it Diola so um it's a it should be a straight shot but it's January 1st which means that you're at the very end of the dry season in Indonesia and just entering into the monsoon season mm. so there are storms on the route that they like to avoid so it's a pretty straight shot to the northeast so if you've got your elemental map they're going to go um, like in a diagonal northeast yeah. to get there. All of that to say, they uh take off, and as soon as they take off and they're like pulling out away from the airport, the air traffic controllers are sitting in their offices talking to each other, and all of their communications like just are like two planes. All their communications to the planes are recorded, obviously, but their record their communications just to each other, like sitting at their desks, are also recorded. So oh. everything they say on the floor is like always being recorded. And the air traffic controllers are watching this flight, Adam Air 574, I don't even think I said it. Uh, <laughs> uh take off and they're talking to each other, watching it on their screen. And they're like, where is he going? He's oh, no. going the wrong way. He's just going north. So instead of going in that diagonal, he's going in a much more like straight northern direction. So right mm. from from minute one, square one yeah. off the ground, going the wrong way. Right. Not 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 good. Not a good look. The air traffic not good. The air traffic controllers talk about it with each other. Do not do not ask him. They think oh, okay. he's he's got his reasons, so well, they don't. But isn't there just like, like only one way to do? <laughs> I they just they the, don't say anything. The thing. Whatever they don't say, they just they just chat amongst themselves and they do not comment to him. Interesting. Uh so they take off and are immediately going the wrong way, and they don't immediately notice. So they're pulling away on their two-hour flight. They're getting, oh, you know, no, further and further know. away, and they're going up to see. He didn't know. He was not doing that on purpose. He did not have his reasons. He, it was a mistake. The pilots oh. on this flight, the captain's name is Refri, which I do not in any way, there's no disrespect is meant by this, but Refri is such a lovely name, <laughs> and it sounds like what Scooby-Doo would call someone named Jeffrey. Yeah. And I really, right? <laughs> it's endearing. So Refri. Yes, it is. And the first officer's name is Yoga. His name is Yoga. Y-O-G-A. So we have referee and Yoga. And they're immediately going in the wrong direction. And I know. As they're flying, uh, they notice that there are two IRS systems, right? There's two of everything, keeping it redundant in case one is broken. They look down and notice as they're pulling away, going in the wrong direction, they notice that their IRS systems are off by 28 miles. There's a 28-mile discrepancy between the two systems. And these are people who have been dealing with broken IRS systems yeah. for a year already, and they uh, don't know which is correct, okay? They don't know which is right. Uh. They have no way of knowing. And as we talked about ages and ages ago, when we talked about that Korean air flight during the Cold War that got mm, shot down yeah. in Russia, 
if you start off going in the wrong direction, even slightly, if you're just slightly off your heading, the further you go, the further and further and further off course you're going to be. Right. Mm -hmm. So they've started off in a significantly wrong direction. They're 28 miles off course pretty quickly. And as they continue to fly in the direction that they're going using their autopilot, which is using data from the IRS system, the further they go, the more and more discrepancy there becomes between the two systems. So it starts when they notice it, they're 28 miles they are, in fact, 28 miles off course, but the, the systems have a 28-mile discrepancy, uh, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they don't know which one is correct. Right. Uh, Yoga, the first officer, notes that the wind reading is also on his, his IRS system, the, the first officer, because there's, you know, there's two, and in theory, one is like the captain's, one's the first officer's, but they should always match. Mm. The first officer is like, this wind reading is way off. It has oh. to be off. There's like, this is just not how fast the wind is going. Yeah. And the captain is confused, right? He had set both of them to the same place with the same data. So both pilots start to like seem to think that the autopilot is tracking according to the captain system, mm. right? So whether it's the right one or the wrong one, they seem to think that that's the one the autopilot is responding to. Right. So uh, as they continue to fly straight in the wrong direction, the discrepancy keeps widening, keeps widening, keeps widening, keeps widening, uh, and they start to fly directly into a storm oh. that they would have avoided. Right. So it's not a cataclysm. It's not a, it's nothing like last week, but it is a, a storm that they wanted to avoid. So yeah. all of a sudden, instead of having a pretty clear flight over the ocean from island to island, they're flying in like heavy rain, dark clouds, um, more turbulence, all of that. Air traffic control now calls them and says, uh, hey, what heading are you taking direct to Diola, which is Minato? Yeah. Uh, and the first officer is like, uh, we're showing heading 046. We're uh, 74 knot crosswind from the left. And air traffic control goes, okay. This is not... This is not addressing the point. Okay, I'm not trying to beat up yoga at all. I'm not no, trying no, to beat yeah. up the air traffic controller at all. But this was like a moment to maybe be like, "Hey, where do you where do you show us?" And he just he just tells them the data. He like re like the first officer just like reads the data that he's reading, yeah. and does not like receive the opportunity to like get fixed here. Right. The captain says like, no, 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 let's verify our position, right? We're going to get lost. Yeah. And the first officer is like, oh my gosh, you're right. We'll get lost. Jeez. And the captain says like the IRS has to be wrong. It has to be wrong. They, one of them has to be wrong because yeah. they can't both be right because they say different things. And yoga says like, but the fault light isn't on, meaning that there's a, a light that should illuminate in the plane to indicate a problem with the IRS system. And that light hasn't illuminated. Mm. He's like, but the fault light's not on. And the captain is like, one of them has to be wrong. Right. Like, one of them has to be wrong. Right. I don't know which one is wrong, but it has to be wrong. Right. But he, but, 
but yoga is right the fault light is not on yeah. and the autopilot is still taking them somewhere which in other circumstances on other planes having a discrepancy between these two systems would automatically turn the autopilot off because who are you listening to autopilot right. we don't even know because they're different so they're both identifying that there's problem but they are identifying different problems at the same no. time so they're they're confused yeah. they're confused yeah. the captain asks you know the first officer so referee asks the first officer to grab the qrh uh like the quick reference handbook the checklist mm. uh that they the book of checklists that the pilots have to see if they can uh, turn the IRS off basically turn one of them off because they are pretty sure that they know which one is right maybe oh, and gosh. they're pretty sure that one of them is right probably like they're they're confused so he says like we'll check the checklists right which is undoubtedly something that has served them well in the past like you have a confusing situation get the checklist so yeah. that's what it's there for Right. So Yoga grabs it um, and for reference, the QRH handbook that he is now holding was printed directly off Boeing's website for free and says in huge letters on it, not for operational use. Great. This is not in any way like the updated correct it's not their checklist it's not a checklist that they like work together with boeing to make because like every airline like the the planes are anyway it's just right right instead of to a certain extent right with their own procedures their own you know because every uh they're going to have different procedures, different expectations, different uh, setups for the plane. Adam Air didn't do any of that. They went on Boeing's website and printed like the free sample copy. Like, come on. Right. Come on. So they don't comment on this. I'm commenting on this. Right. So he opens it up Jeez. and they have a little bit of a back and forth about which section to even look in. And the captain is like, go to navigation. It's, it's the navigation system. It'll be navigation. So yoga like flips through and, uh, finds the navigation section. Uh, but the checklist that it has for the IRS system, first thing, like the, the circumstance that the checklist is written for is if the fault light to quote yoga is illuminated. So uh, right off uh, the bat, yeah. immediately he uh, yoga's like, it says to do this checklist if the light is illuminated. Now I'm going to ask you, I'm not trying to embarrass you. What question did the captain have for yoga when he told him to get the quick reference handbook? Do you remember? Uh, I don't. I'm not saying that to no, embarrass no, no, no. you. I'm just saying that to like illustrate how confusing this situation yeah. is, right? Because it's extremely confusing. Right. The original question was just, can we turn one of them off? That oh, was right. the original yes. question. <laughs> right. But we're way, but but in real time, right, they're they're increasingly confused and they have all of these different, like every time they go to check something, there's like a new problem. Right. So they open it up, they look at the checklist and they have no idea if this checklist applies. They just have no clue. So they're talking about like the different line items on the checklist. Uh, referee is like very, very, very focused on the fact that 
clearly there is no question that at least one of these is wrong one of these must be wrong maybe both of them are wrong but one of them has to be wrong and he's like very hyper fixated on that so he just wants to turn one of them off set the other one up and then go from there at the same time he's focused on that very very singularly Yoga is very focused on the fact that the light is not illuminated. Okay. And the checklist says, the checklist says, this is the checklist for if the light is illuminated. Well, what if the light Why? is just broken? Maybe it what is. is but they're both, broken? but both of them, but both of them are like very, very, very focused Ugh, on that. I so they're it. like having that kind of like parallel conversation where they're like talking past each other a little bit. Yeah. And there are uh, another twist. There are two checklists for for if there's a problem with the irs system both say if the light is illuminated but one is right one is on the ground and one is in the air okay so it's kind of easy because they know that they're in the air obviously (laughs) right right. but there's still two checklists with like different instructions right so because it's like the ikea version of a fucking operational manual exactly so the the captain goes all the way back backs way up and says like wait we were talking to air traffic control a second ago and we do not know where we are (laughs) so like referee just asks yoga like please call please call air traffic control and ask them just where we are verify our position and yoga goes you got it and calls air traffic control um gets their their current location and gets a new heading so that they can turn back to go in the right direction basically like so they can cut over and go to the stupid airport they're trying to go to right uh he gets that information but they're still they don't know the first question of this whole thing can we even turn it off how do we reprogram it how do we how okay like we can't just type in a new heading because we don't know if we'll go in that heading properly right because we the plane doesn't seem to know where we are now we know where we are and air traffic control knows where we are and all of us know where we have to go but the plane doesn't know that and we're trying to use the autopilot right so which is a safety thing right like of course pilots can and and do fly planes manually all the time but it's not like just laziness that they're defaulting to trying to fix this so the autopilot can do it so they get a new heading and they get their location but they're kind of distracted off of that because of these unanswered questions and the stupid checklist that does not help them and one item one item on the checklist is to switch the IRS to attitude mode, and this will reboot the system. But... I just don't... Mm. Right. It (laughs) reboots the system, but it turns off the autopilot completely Mm. while it's rebooting. Mm -mm. It requires them to manually hold the... Like, fly the plane for 30 seconds while it reboots, and then once it reboots, then you can enter in your new heading. How much of that information do you think was actually on the checklist? Zero. Not enough of not it. Not enough. Not enough of it. Not enough. Not, okay. Not anywhere so close to enough. The pilots do not know that it's going to disable the autopilot. That information is not in front wow. of them and they do not know Great. it. So they uh, decide to, they like talk about it. 
and they decide like okay uh we'll do that we'll turn it off and turn it back on again we're going to reboot it we're going to see if that fixes it right so they try to go through the checklist they can't that's the only thing they can find they don't know which one to reset they don't know which one they should reset so they talk about it and uh basically just defer to at some point the captain had gotten the impression which one he thought was right and which one he thought was wrong and so they just went with that and rebooted the one that the captain thought was right so they switched it into attitude mode when they did that it disconnected the autopilot there was an audible warning, right? There, an audible warning. This is this is 2007, guys. Yeah. This is 2007. Good Lord willing, in 2007, there were no commercial planes flying around that didn't give you an audible warning when the autopilot was disconnected. Yeah. So an audible warning did go off. It did work, but they don't respond to it. They don't seem to notice it, and neither of them take the controls. So no. And the ailerons are just a little bit off, like like you do, like it happens, right? And so the plane starts to tilt to the right. Mm-hmm. And as we've talked about so many times, your body is just made, is just yeah. trying to keep you comfortable. So if you slowly, slowly, slowly bank to the right, your ear will adjust and you will feel like you are in level flight, but you're not. And your senses will not tell you that you're tilting to the right. So the plane slowly starts to bank to the right. But they're still focused on trying to like reboot this system, right? Neither of them are holding the controls. Neither of them are paying attention to the instruments. They're both so focused on just rebooting the stupid thing. They're supposed to wait 30 seconds they're supposed to fly the plane manually for 30 seconds and then input the new information for whatever reason whether it's because they're confused whether they're freaked out whether they're disoriented whether time is moving in a weird way because they're anxious whatever it is they don't even wait the 30 seconds they like turn it into attitude mode and like immediately while it's still rebooting start to try to input the data that they got from air traffic control which does nothing because it can't do anything. They're just hyper fixated on this problem. Yeah. The weather around them is getting worse. The plane is tilting more and more to the right. Instead of waiting 30 seconds, they're focused on, on just boop, boop, booping the new information in. And suddenly the bank angle warning goes off and the plane starts to yell at them like bank angle, bank angle, bank angle, because they're banking too hard to the right. They're getting into the danger zone. This moment right here should be more or less the end of the story, right? But they're so confused and so fixated. There's something that you'll see in a lot of like aviation related uh, stuff is just startle factor, right? Yeah. You're, you're totally in your head focused on this problem. And then you get a bank angle warning that your body does not agree with. Your body feels totally level, right? And now the plane is yelling at you that it's banking to the right. Yeah. They should have grab the controls and just steady the plane but instead the captain 
orders yoga to put it back into nav mode he tells him basically just to turn the autopilot into like to have the autopilot switch out of the mode that it's in and go back into the normal mode that it would be under that's not going to do anything because the autopilot is off right it's off so it's like trying to like mess with the volume of your radio when it's off nothing happens it's off so the captain now if the autopilot was on that would also do it but the autopilot's not on so the captain like orders uh yoga to turn the nav back put it back in nav mode and he tries to but nothing is happening right that doesn't it doesn't do anything they're panicking the plane keeps rolling to the right the whole time that they're panicking and trying to put it back into nav mode the plane keeps on banking more and more and more and more the captain kind of starts to like yell and yoga like grabs the controls which is the right thing to do right it is the correct move because you no one is flying the plane right now he grabs the controls and the captain says like don't turn the plane we're going in the right direction now which just shows how confused he was like he's just completely disoriented and when the he grabs the controls the captain like says like don't do that the plane keeps flipping and the plane flips completely upside down oh my inverts completely it inverts completely and starts to go nose down the yoga pulls back on the controls because he's spatially disoriented and if you imagine in your head if you're flying in level flight and you pull back on the controls you're going to go up but if you're upside down and you pull back on the controls you're going to point the nose down more so he pulls back on the controls the plane goes nose down upside down and starts to spiral toward the Mm. ground it almost hits the speed of sound whoa and at 9,000 feet above the sea, it starts to disintegrate. And the plane just breaks apart in the air from the forces of falling and crashes over like a huge stretch of miles and miles and miles, just spread out, crashes into the ocean. Damn. And in the air traffic controller room where they're watching these planes, they just see it like blip off their screen. They didn't, they got some questions from the pilots, right? But they didn't get a distress. They didn't get a mayday. They didn't get, they didn't declare an emergency, nothing, right? They just see it like blink off their screens and they try to contact them and obviously they're gone. And they send out rescue crews, but it's a huge storm. So like sending, you can't send a helicopter out there. Right. You can't send boats out there. They try to find the plane and there isn't a plane to find. Ooh. It broke apart and they are searching, trying to find what they can find. And they get this message from an island off the coast. So, so it crashed over uh, the coast of Sulawesi mm. in Indonesia. And they get there's an island off the coast of Sulawesi and they get a message from that island. Somebody calls and says, uh, 
clearly a plane crashed and uh we have 12 survivors here and they're like oh right and they're like oh my gosh and they like rush and like family members and everybody rushes to this island and it turns out that it's again just a communication thing a boat had sunk in the same storm and there were 12 survivors of the boat crash or the boat sinking but everybody on board the plane was killed Gosh. And uh, it took 13 days to find the bulk of the wreck. Wow. Like it took a long time. They found pieces of it, but it took a long time to find the majority of it. And immediately, I mean, they knew very early on that clearly the plane had had broken apart midair. When it started to disintegrate at 9,000 feet above the, the water, that cut off the, the recording. So it cut off the CVR. It cut off the, the flight data recorder. Yeah. And so there's some, like, missing moments. But at the point where it broke apart, mm. it was unrecoverable. It was already... It was gone. Yeah. So in. Uh, so obviously there's 102 people are dead. Yeah. 102 people who are just like either at work or going somewhere have lost their lives in a horrible way. Right. For the yeah. pilots. It's just so like disorienting. That always makes me think that I don't know. I, I pilots are people and I'm, I assume they have nightmares and maybe they have like the same nightmares that all of us have, like their teeth falling out. Yeah. But I imagine that this is the kind of thing you would have nightmares about, yeah. right? Yeah. This is the kind of thing. And I just feel it's so confusing and so disorienting that it, it I just, it feels like it would, I don't know. I just feel like it would feel unreal yeah. in some way. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Ugh, the, in I've already described pretty much what happened, right? But when the, uh, like, aviation investigative body in Indonesia looked into this and found out that functionally, okay, like, we never like to call it pilot error. I hate saying pilot error. There's this crash. The the plane was airworthy, right? Yeah. There was The plane was not broken in a way that made it impossible to safely fly and the pilots like they did respond inappropriately to they got hyper focused on a different problem and didn't didn't do like the didn't fly the plane first right like they didn't do the first things first so i and i'm not saying that to beat them up right quite the opposite but but the 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 indonesian government was like oh but like they but you guys like trained them for this situation right like why didn't they like did they have like poor training records mm. or did they like fail their training turns out adam air adam air i swear i'm gonna read this because it's okay adam air literally did not have training for spatial disorienting if spatial disorientation or what to do if your plane is inverted at all what it was just not part of their training just not part of it 
And again, the the references they had, the 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 handbook that they gave to pilots in general, like the pilot they gave the the handbook that they gave them was also printed directly off Boeing's website and said not for operational use on it. So it's just this generic sample copy. They the training when the government like looked into their training, the training was appalling. Oh my appalling. God. It was so nothing it was just not at all the training you would give commercial pilots and these pilots had a lot of experience but they did not have the pieces they needed and i again like this was not their best day and it's horrible that they died just but the training was appalling the maintenance was appalling the maintenance was horrendous they just were always flying these busted planes so the government suspended their uh license adam air's license to um operate good commercial flights and the owner of adam air Sandra Eng, girl boss, uh, stole $210 million and ran away. Listen, (laughs) being, this is no way. Killing 102 people and then stealing $200 million is not the way. It's not the way. It is not not. the way, girl boss. Like, it's not. It is so deplorable that you would take money from people. Right. And literally risk their life, kill them, and then take more money. Right. Right. That is we do not deplorable. S- it's disgusting. It's disgusting. But it, and then I don't know, there's this whole, to this story, there is an entire angle of like corruption in like Indonesian aviation. Yeah. And I just, I did not do it. <laughs> like I did not, I do not have notes on that, yeah. but it is available for you if you want to look into that. Okay. Um, when Adam Air ceased operations, so they lost their operator license and then, but didn't close. They were like, no, no guys, we'll get better. And they no. like feigned improvement and then she stole money and ran away. So, and then they closed, um, and then they closed okay. in 2008. So they barely, they, they, barely survived a year after this crash as an airline um the people actually didn't survive she's out in the world i'm 90 percent sure i found her instagram but i don't know and i will not i will not post it because i do not know for sure it is hers but um the all of that to say it's true but um the the what am i going to say like the um there's so much there's so much that's bad about this oh i was gonna say this that there were four other budget airlines in indonesia that also closed now maybe some of you remember other things about 2008 that could have also contributed to that uh 2008 was a rough year (laughs) for the people of the world um but also adam air was toast before any of that happened because because they were bad they did bad things yeah indonesia Indonesia, I think they're probably doing their best as far as aviation goes. Yeah. But there are a lot I of... I mean, that's uh, the hope, that everyone just does their best. you you got to do your you best. You have to do your you best. you got to bring your best. Everybody's got to do their best. Yeah. Including the people who, like, 
pay employees and decide how much they're going to get paid the people who decide how long training is and what gets trained uh the people who decide what spare parts we're going to order because that's where the money needs to go the money needs to go to keeping to to performing the function for which you are getting the money right one of the functions that you're supposed to perform is like the safe arrival at the destination right and, and, and like the training specifically yeah and specifically not talking about like the laborers right everybody 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 because everybody. how annoying is it for the maintenance guy like i i feel what everyone else feels okay so like at jfk there are two it guys in terminal one i don't know if it's changed <laughs> at all since i worked there but when i worked there there were exactly two and the computers aviation is still mostly on dos systems so that's like a fun fact uh mm. like with action codes and stuff and uh if your computer like just died on you right you would call the little number with your cord phone right and <laughs> uh the one of the two it guys would come and mostly turn it off and turn it back on but the way they were set up at terminal one uh, you couldn't do it yourself because it was like the 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 monitor was available to you but the actual tower oh God, was, was like inside locked. like a locked yeah Ugh. so they would unlock it to turn it off and turn it back on again that was like their god bless them that was like 90 percent of their day right. and then occasionally a real problem right but it was just like being the key master for the computers <laughs> but like God so bless. like people they it could take them a while to come i don't know where their office was i imagined it was in the basement i have no reason to think it was in the basement i just imagined yeah. that was where they came from but um they were great guys they will never listen to this but anyway <laughs> the um but like you can feel annoyed when you're like waiting for the maintenance guy right oh, or you can be waiting yeah. for the person you can feel annoyed and then feel annoyed that when they get there all they do is turn it off and turn it back on again or whatever you can feel annoyance at that they're probably getting minimum wage like the maintenance exactly. guys who are having to do this the maintenance guys who are having to 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 not fix planes when their job should be to fix planes that's soul crushing yes 100 you're just fixing the same problem over and over and over and over again because they're just not going to buy new computers for terminal one right and they're just not going to get new irs systems even though they're all broken and they're absolutely vital to the function that you perform with these planes and it's also not their fault that the resources are not there like it has nothing to do with them right right but you can all get frustrated with each other that's the thing all of like the workers can get like mad at each other because you feel like these maintenance guys don't ever fix anything and then the maintenance guys are like i don't know what the pilots think i'm supposed to do like they i don't know if they think i'm a magic worker like i can't fix something if i don't have it and everybody is like frustrated and annoyed and it's a terrible (sighs) environment terrible Mm. it's and in this case killed a lot of people Mm -hmm. yeah like just dangerous uh right and that's i mean and even talking about the maintenance guys who are having to do this whoever was the last person to like fiddle with the irs system on that plane that person shouldn't have to feel guilty they don't have to feel guilty but they weren't on the plane they're they were walking around right right, when that happened and may or may not have known that they were the last maintenance guy to like turn it off and turn it back on but that person might feel guilt that isn't their guilt to feel right it's not their guilt to feel because you can't fixing things is not magic no 
Like sometimes things are broken and need to be replaced. Yeah. And if you can't <sighs> replace them, it's literally not your fault. And it's 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 the executive's fault. Like literally, right. like I hate to right. sound like that, but right. it is. Like it's the people no, making it, it, the fucking decisions. It's the people who are saying I'm going to take this money and put it yes. into my pocket instead of buying the parts required for these aircraft. And yeah, which was literally, again, when I say take the money and put it into your pocket, I mean that literally, literally. again. Yeah. Our girl stole, embezzled the God. money. So she did literally take the money and put it in her pocket. But uh, the... I, don't know, I think about you at your job. I don't want to like force you to overshare, no. but like I just think about your job is like 90% <laughs> needing to do something and not having the money yeah. to do it. But money yeah. is mandatory to perform the function. Yes. And, and people literally just being like, you have to do this thing yep. and not giving you the money that is required to do yeah. that. I was like, honestly, when we were talking about this, like, why is this so frustrating to me? Like, obviously, I'm for the workers, but I'm like, oh, wait, this is actually my life, too. It's literally every day of your life is just like, pay this, pay this, pay this rent, Mariah. Pay this rent. With with three dollars. Yes. Please do. The rent is the rent for this family (laughs) is nine hundred dollars and you have four dollars. Yes. Just make it work. Yes. As if that's a thing. Right. Right. and the real Guys, numbers are, are terrifying. It's terrifying. Yeah. I, they're, yeah. Oh, it's a mess. Our dear friends, darling friends, <laughs> bestest friends in our whole lives. Lovely friends. Um, remember, obviously, to be good to like the people who you work with. Truly. Like, good to your maintenance guys, your IT guys, or if you are the IT guys, be gracious with like mm-hmm. the idiots whose computers you fix yep. or whatever, you know. Um, so just be nice and gracious to each other. And Amen. then um, unionize, you know how it is. You know how it Immediately. is. Immediately. But anyway, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. So <laughs> um, just got to alienate that third of our listener yes. base yep. every week. Yep. We love you Which so is crazy much. because like we're for the workers. Like we're for the people. All the yeah. people. Let's do it. All the people. Let's let guys let's do, let's it. do it i don't want S- sandra O oh, or not sandra oh sandra oh is a wonderful <laughs> actress <laughs> Sandra O oh is the charming God and talented star of whatever that TV show is. Grey's Anatomy, <laughs> yes. And uh, what's the one oh, where she's in love one. with the Russian hitman? Killing Eve. Yeah. Okay, so Sandra O oh is great. Sandra O, oh, <laughs> girl, that's a real girl boss. Sandra yes, O. Oh. truly. Let's just leave it there. Yeah. Sandra O, oh, thanks for bringing the mood God up, bless. Sandra. Uh, oh, my the, God. The spirit we need. I love it. Uh is your fact about Sandra no, O? It's not, but it should be. Uh. <laughs> Every week, just a new Sandra O facts. <laughs> I'm so sorry. What are you gonna We're do? Gonna Sandra Brains. O month. Yep. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I actually have a fact from a listener. Uh, so if Ooh. you want to send in your facts and you want to hear it on the podcast, send them in, and I will fact check you and then share it if it's <laughs> accurate. I will aggressively fact check. Aggressively. <laughs> and by that, I mean Google it into just Google and read the first thing that pops up. Um, we love it. <laughs> so. Please don't expect more than that on this show, No, guys. please do I not. I try to do. We both do our very best. Right. We're very like, serious about facts. Yeah. So we try to get it. We really try to get it right. Sometimes Every, all you can do is just yeah. Google it and. 
every you week know. I think that I'm going to get like 10 emails that are like, yeah. you got this totally yeah. wrong. But I think people just keep those thoughts to themselves. And I, yeah. I guess I don't mind it. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I want to know <laughs> if I get something wrong so I can correct it. But it's so sweet of you yes. to not, to not, right. f- not to like, I feel like, you know, I'm doing my best and I appreciate that yeah. guys. You're the best. Yeah. But the truly. fact, I'm sorry. And like yeah. 60% of these facts are probably 80% accurate. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I try to stay away from like the maybe not so much. Anyways, okay, here's our fact. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, this is a stone cold fact. A stone cold fact. <laughs> so <laughs> I think we can edit this part out, uh, the name part, I guess. I didn't ask him if we could use his name. But Mukhtar sent us a No, our boy Mukhtar wouldn't mind. He would be fine with it, right? Our- okay. He is the BFF yeah. of the show. Okay, good. If you mind, I'm so sorry, Mukhtar. If no, you mind, yeah, no, he's just like, blew up I your hate spot, you forever. But, yeah. We love you, Mukhtar. Um, we love you. So he sent in a fact, uh, and I want to share it with all of you. So he says, a computer error is called a bug because one of the first computer errors was caused by a real bug. On September 9th, 1947, pioneering computer science Grace Hopper traced an error on the mark two or mark second i don't know if it's mark two or mark second i don't know i think it's a computer um Mm -hmm. so she traced an error on the marks two to a dead moth that was trapped in a relay oh my gosh so it was a real a literal bug a literal bug that caused the first error on a computer in 1947 where is it yeah 1947 So these are like, this is a, a computer that's like the size. size of a room yes. or like an apartment. Yes. Was that the analogy and that your like parents or teachers always used? Like how we should be so lucky because the computers used to be the size uh, of rooms? Yeah. Our, I, my I've teachers used definitely, to say that endlessly. <laughs> endlessly. <laughs> that just, because they, because that's probably, that's how they that grew up. Right. That's life. how they lived. Yeah. yeah. I just yeah. like, yeah. everybody says now, that analogy like, and I'm always like, who told you that? But I, well, I think that's that's the fact that's sixty percent, eighty percent true. Yes, right. Okay, is that computers were the size of rooms? Okay, right. they were big. They were big, but like depends on and room. Room is not a standard size. No, no, no. Um, of course but not. <laughs> your room can be between between one and forty meters, between one and forty meters wide, or whatever. One and forty picture but, frames long. Yeah, the size of one third of a blue whale. <laughs> But <laughs> that's listen. That's eighty percent, sixty percent, eighty percent correct. That's what you get. Like, yeah. So a little moth flew in there, perished, and then broke the computer in some way. Yeah. That would be. They had to find it. They had to like yeah, physically had to open it, it and go into it. Ah, and that's why. And then from then on, they're like, it's a bug. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I love that. It's so good. That's. That's a wonderful fact. Yeah. Thank you, Mukhtar. Very good fact. And if you have a picture for some reason of an old computer that's the size of a room, <laughs> or if you have a very if you have a very small room in your house, <laughs> either one, I will accept either yes. one. There's I uh this is something okay, so you you, Mariah, like you know, like the you know, like the community that like I grew up in and stuff like that. Yeah. And so like a lot of houses and bedrooms around the world that are old, like old houses in the master bedroom will have 
like a little room off to the side. Yeah. And that room is a nursery. That's yeah. what it was when they built it. They were like, this is a house. Yeah. This is the master bedroom. <laughs> they will probably always like perpetually Be, need yeah. a place for baby. Not a walk-in right? closet. <laughs> That's what people call it now. Yeah. And every time someone calls it a walk-in closet, something like breaks in my brain because of course that's what you're going to use it for right. of course you're going to use right. this walk-in closet and i don't begrudge you your walk-in closet at all right. it just breaks my brain because it's just like too much cultural change or something i don't know i don't know but yeah. every time i see like a house and they're doing like whatever like a house tour or whatever and they're showing what is intended to be a lot it's a new house they built it as a walk-in closet and i think like oh nursery yeah. and then like no it's for clothes no babies in this room right. but anyway so if you live in an old nursery there's small rooms is my point yes. so you could probably the size of a computer from 1955 this episode is off the we rails circled back you pulled it together yes. you fucking <laughs> slapped that shit on and sent it down that was amazing <laughs> we got there we got, we got it. there oh this is the allergies speaking yes but okay but know. it is beautiful uh, weather out today it's 63 degrees currently in june so i am living my best life i'm sorry to everybody else in new york but this is your weather oh this is your weather i'm in heaven today that is so good yeah. and it comforts me when the days are when i am like this is bad this is, weather yeah. and it's like but mariah is so happy yeah. like just opening the windows yeah. and basking in Ugh, it just rain it's nice <sighs> it's beautiful out today it was nine my mom texted me and said it was in the 90s it is upstate in my hometown insane in new york in upstate new york and in western new york yeah. they're gonna kill us for saying upstate guys i'm telling you i'm telling you I really think the upstate New York and like the like all of the Rust Belt. This is my this is my hot tip for realtors or whatever. Okay, we right? lost fifty percent of our listeners. Everybody has stopped listening. No, I am positive that the the whole Rust Belt area is going to be like the best place to live oh, yeah. in like fifty oh, years. Oh my gosh. You have like the most fresh water of anywhere. Yes. The weather will be milder. Yep. Like that my it's, my parents have been saying that since I was a wee child. That your parents yes, were right. That, yes. <laughs> that Buffalo was the ultimate place because of natural disasters. Yeah. It's a it's a way it's like far enough away from the like land or the the ocean. So like right. you're inward, but you can get to the coast right. if you need to in like an emergency situation. I, <laughs> like, I want to know so much about what your parents were preparing for where they like needed to get to the coast for an emergency. Honestly, I thought you were like going to say for like vacation. Like around 9-11. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to say they could like go to like Rhode Island for vacation if <laughs> well, they that, wanted yes, to or whatever. Yes, 100%. That was definitely <laughs> but, a part of the equation. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, yeah. Yes, because they would say like it's in you can like pretty much travel anywhere from it like in our you know northeast yeah. area like you can go to chicago yeah. indiana like yeah you know lots yeah. of places but you've got like all the fresh water you could ever hope for yeah and it snows you've got somewhat of the year like it's fine right you know tornadoes no none, hurricanes none just just snow you know one year recently <laughs> when you and i lived together <laughs> we got eight feet. seven feet yeah seven feet in 24 hours yeah. but that was like a festival i don't know you still had to go to work so it was not I good for you to go my to work, work was closed yes. <laughs> my work was closed so it, me and and ty just 
just chilled because work was closed. And but it was. I think I got to go uh, home early though. What is what good does that do? Right. It does nothing. Like I'm already the in the middle of you, the blizzard. <laughs> how many days did it take them to shovel or to plow that oh road that your work was on? Though so they didn't many. plow they, over there. No, I don't think they plowed the whole no. the whole winter. I think the cars just so. packed it down. It was like a foot and a half off yeah. the ground. Oh, guys, if we ever have an episode that is just this, I really want to talk about yes. the the period of time that I worked for the Buffalo. Oh, my God. Public, the 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 school bus dispatch. You guys, we should we could create a separate podcast with everything. <laughs> just going day by day. Just the dispatch like that. I want if you work for like a public school dispatch or any dispatch dispatch in general seems like an interesting job. But the Buffalo Public School Dispatch for student dispatch that oh was my guys it's it's crazy it was amazing it's, to me that kids made it from point a to point b it's shocking it is shocking it's shocking and not because guys, of the bus drivers the bus drivers they if you want a group of people who are doing their best the bus drivers <laughs> it is the bus drive school bus drivers they are doing their best right. <laughs> under the most oh my god <laughs> bizarre circumstances but that packed down snow was a big part of it yes. so Ooh. i don't know i don't know now we're just talking no, we are. So. <laughs> but guys i know this is like i don't know guys i love you and i took a lot of i have all the allergy medicine Sorry. and it's been a one of those days so i love you i love you mariah I love you so much, Casey. Uh, we love you guys and we'll see you next week <laughs> happy days bye i'm so sorry hey thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the pod crashed we so hope you enjoyed it if you notice anything we got wrong or you want to get in touch with us for any reason you can email us at thepodcrashed at gmail.com you can also find us on Instagram and TikTok. If you know how to use TikTok and you want to teach me, uh, please message us somewhere. <laughs> um, if you'd like to support us, uh, there's a link in the description of this and all our other episodes that will let you contribute 99 cents a month, $5 a month, or $10 a month. Uh, and... If you do that, thank you in advance so, so, so much. All right, see you next week.